You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. What's up, what's up, what's up? The Fantasy Whispers community, Fantasy Whispers Nation. What's going on? Welcome back to our show, Big Travi. We're finally getting back into it, dude. Feels good. Yeah, had a little bit of a break there, left the Whisper Nation uh, for a little bit of time. We had some vacations. We had some things popped up. We've been trying to keep up on Instagram and our social media to keep you guys updated, all, always answering those questions and those DMs. Uh, just hadn't been a chance to get on this thing for a little bit, you know, the bread and butter, the moneymaker. Uh, but we're excited to get back and, and drop some more knowledge for you guys, get you guys prepped for this playoff stretch, this run. Week two, Johnny, of the playoffs in most leagues, those semifinals. You win one more game and you're in the ship. Yeah, man. Uh, I was, you know, I was about to stop you a little bit earlier because I, I thought you were talking like going on a little too much about how we left them. I was, I was going to say we didn't leave them entirely. This is why oh, we yeah. ask you guys to follow us on all social media platforms because it, our Instagram and Facebook was rocking that whole time. We we're answering oh, questions on Instagram. We just didn't quite get around to the podcast part of it, but we we're back on it now. So, and in, in the most important time, Travis, and that's getting them to the ship, man. That's what we all work for. That's what we we help you get to. Starting this season, we vowed that we'd help you get to the ship. And dude, I'm not gonna lie. There's been several people that have been instant messaging us, uh, sliding into our DMs, saying. Thank you guys so much. I am now in the championship because of you guys. We love your content, so we're going to keep doing it. Yeah, a lot of love for our um, advice, a lot of love for our draft kit. And we just, listen, We when me and Johnny wanted to start this, we said we wanted to get you guys some hardware, some fantasy hardware. We had tasted the glory. We wanted you, the Whisper Nation, to taste the glory as well. Here we are, man. We're rocking through it. So, Johnny, let's dig in, man. I'm stoked for this. Yeah, man. Let's jump into this episode. But first, we got to do the normal business. A lot of things went on. So let's let's start off with a little news and notes, Travis. Do it. News and notes from around the NFL. That's right, Johnny. As always, our news and notes are brought to you our good friends over at Fanatic, F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That is where fantasy meets IQ. Listen, if you have access to the Apple App Store on your iPad, your Apple iPhone, or any other Apple device, you're going to want to download the Fanatic app, especially for these last two weeks. And going into next year, they're going to have some great off-season content as well. But listen, they break down the last three games. Their usage, these players' usage, they've now added defensive stats, which is great for those that are trying to stream that, either if you're in the IDP leagues or if you're trying to team that stream that team defense because, you know, you, you do get situations where a one player affects the entire defense. Um, so it's great that they have those stats in there. Last three games, red zone stats, carries, all that good stuff. We love Fnatic, and the great thing about it, Johnny, is they're updating it every day. Yep, and then this summer we've got some some awesome things planned with Fnatic, so you're definitely going to want to have that app. All right, Travis, let's get into some of these news and notes. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of injuries, uh, but we're here to help solve those. Uh, first and the big news is that uh, Spencer Ware is listed as doubtful for Thursday night's game. This came out today. 
It's not looking good. Usually when they get that doubtful designation, Travis, they usually don't go in the game. And considering this is a short week, uh, again, we'll get into this game in just a couple of minutes. Uh, But it's not looking good for Spencer Ware. On the flip side of that, though, it is looking like uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be able to give it a go uh, against the the Chargers tomorrow night. Uh, That's going to be, again, we'll get into that matchup in just a second, but that is definitely really, really good news if you are a Tyreek Hill owner. Uh, We have Coach Pete Carroll said Doug Baldwin is day-to-day. Travis, uh, is there all hope lost with Doug Baldwin for this season? Uh, not necessarily. I think if he is a, if he's available uh, to the team, he's got some wide receiver three, some flex value. Um, listen, it's actually crazily enough. The the landscape has shifted a little bit in the middle of the year. You could really choose any of these dart throw wide, wide receivers and get your, you know, get your money for that week. It's kind of shifted and there's not many of those guys left on the waiver. A lot of people are just stashing guys either to play defense for the playoffs, which is a good strategy or guys are just not producing like they used to. Uh, defenses are clamping down, a lot less points being scored as, as earlier in the year. Uh, but to get back to Doug Baldwin, yeah, I think if he can suit up, that San Francisco matchup's pretty good, Johnny. Um, if you look at, you know, what San Francisco allows to the wide receiver, um, you know, they're up there. They're, they're about middle of the pack to the wide receiver, um, so 13th. So I, I, I'm okay with you firing up Doug, William, or Doug Baldwin in a uh, – you know, much needed situation. All right. We have Steelers running back. James Connor did not practice today as he tries to come back from an ankle injury. I don't think he's going to be able to give it a go this weekend, Travis, but yeah, but definitely stay tuned and monitor that. That's going to be a day to day and we probably won't, they probably won't rule him out. uh, Until think about the same narrative. They said last week, Tomlin said it wasn't a big deal. And then and he, he lied. He was out. Yeah, he was out of the game because it's it's a high ankle sprain or it's an ankle sprain. So we know that we've seen the way other ankles work. That's what it is. Whether or not they want to tell you what it is, uh, I, I would I don't I wouldn't get your hopes up that Connor's playing. I would make other plans. All right. We have uh, this is a definite Austin Eckler is going to be out. However, Melvin Gordon is questionable for tomorrow night's game. That's going to be a big one that you're going to definitely want to monitor because if Melvin Gordon is playing, he's going to be someone that you're most likely going to want in your lineup against this Kansas City Chiefs defense that has given up a lot of points. Uh, but again, I hate to keep saying this, but we'll we'll get into that matchup in just a second. Uh, we have updating Odell Beckham. He missed last week with a quad injury. This was kind of a surprise, Travis. This came out, uh, I believe, on Saturday that he yeah, was not the, going to play. One of the weirder um, news situations we've seen. I did read a lot of Beat Reporter reports today through that Fanatic app that we use. Had him at practice, his upbeat self, dancing around like he always does. So uh, we'll take that as a good sign. I would monitor that. It would shock me if he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're not a team that's going to rush him back, but I think they I think they get him ready. They're still have an outside shot at the playoffs. So I think that they'll have him in for this game. Yeah, th- this is just an interesting situation, right? Because he's been injured since week 12. That's what came out as of last week's um, report when he sat out. However, like I'm not so certain that he would play in this game if they if he if he's even iffy. 
I okay, consider this crazy, but they're playing the Tennessee Titans, and I don't think they need him uh, to win that game. Uh, we will talk about that game a little bit well, later, they're, but they're barely a they're barely a home favorite in that game. So I would argue that you do need your best player, or arguably one of your best players. Um, I, I I think that he's trending in the right direction. Obviously, you need to monitor this, and, and we'll have updates through Instagram as well uh, as that gets closer. All right, we have Isaiah Crowell remained sidelined at Wednesday's practice. It was reported that he showed up in a walking boot. Um, so definitely you're going to want to monitor that situation if you are planning on starting Isaiah Crowell uh, I, I do think that there are um, some are there better other options. boots that aren't used for walking? Yeah, I, that's a very interesting statement. I, I like don't they call think... it a walking boot, but <laughs> I'm just like if he if he showed up in cowboy boots, technically <laughs> that's still like a walking boot. Yeah, right. I guess it's just like the image would be like, yeah. I guess it would be kind of funny if it's just like, oh he. Oh, Tom, a, Tom Brady showed up in some boots today, or a boot today. Uggs. No, it's his Uggs. He's yeah. rocking his Uggs. Uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting yeah, statement. That's, that's the next one is we're going to get the update from the beat writer that says, updating a previous report, the walking boot was actually just a pair of cowboy boots. <laughs> sorry. So, uh, we're, we're off the rails now. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. So uh, we have Jordan Reed is – this is such well, a – We'll yeah, touch, I just want to touch a little bit on the Isaiah Crowell thing. Uh, Elijah McGuire becomes an interesting, interesting play here. Wow, why we, just, you're just going to give out that information now, huh? Yeah. Instead well, of wait, just, instead of waiting, know. they need to know. Yeah, but you know, I, I mean, he, we were going to save that for the the hey, getting diving into the matchup. It's but. been a while since we've been on here, man. I'm trying to give them everything all in one. <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since I've been. Okay. All right. We're definitely off now. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so moving on. All right, so we have Jordan Reed. This is just an interesting situation, Travis, and, I mean, it's not that big of an – you weren't really playing Jordan Reed anyway with a backup, 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 quarterback starting, uh, but uh, it's it just – Jordan Reed is always injured and this was just a weird situation because it was like at first it was like oh it's not that serious but then there's rumors that he might be shut down for the rest of the season and then it's coming out today he's not practicing so I I really don't know what the situation is going on there Um, but that's I don't think it's significant enough to get too much into. Uh, we had LaShawn McCoy not practicing on Wednesday. This is something else that you're going to need to monitor, and we will get into this as well And when we dive into the matchups. Uh, but the big news today that came out was that the Carson Wentz is dealing with a back issue, back spasms. Uh, he is not expected to play this week, and de- uh, depending on the result and given the time of year, Wentz may not play again in 2018, Travis. And this is really, really interesting because what does this do to all the pass catchers and and the value of Josh Adams and and well, Corey Clements injured. He's most likely out for the season. Travis, I don't think there's any certain wasn't an ACL. It looked like an ACL for. um, Yeah, it looked. I heard a lot about the um, about what Clements. uh, It didn't really initial one, but. yeah, I, I don't expect Clement be, to be ready for this game. They did sign Boston Scott, so that's a, yeah. uh, a, a you know a 
a clue as to how they feel about their running back depth. But to go back to Wentz and, and you know, the downgrade or the lateral move to Foles, if you will, based mm-hmm. on the way Wentz has been playing. this. You year, mean the MVP, life. the Super Bowl yeah, MVP? Yeah. yeah, better than Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Oh, so, um, don't no, don't I add think, us. Don't add. I us. think. Er, yeah, I, th- I think Ertz is fine. He's always been fine under Foles. So that's the guy you can rely on. I think the running game will be you know, probably be a little bit more of a focus for them as that, you know, so Josh Adams might get a small uptick. Uh, I look at the split here for Golden Tate. Um, Not, it's just a feeling I have the way that Foles kind of plays. I don't see Jeffrey being the guy here uh, for Foles. I I could see him really relying on a guy like Golden Tate. It's a guy that he's never really had. I mean, you could say Jordan Matthews, but Jordan Matthews is not a yards after catch kind of guy. He's a possession receiver. You look at Mar, uh, you look at uh, Golden Tate, his ability to, to work after he catches the ball could be a huge asset and a huge, uh, you know, so Golden Tate this week is an interesting wide receiver three play for me with some wide receiver two upside. All right. And then you have last bit of news here that is pretty significant. And that is that. Oh, sorry. Corey Clement was placed on IR. Sorry. Just oh. to confirm that there um last bit of news is john harbaugh says that lamar jackson will start week 15 for the ravens and joe flacco will be the number two quarterback travis now a lot of people have speculated on whether or not joe flacco would be the starter when he came back whether john harbaugh was tied to joe flacco or what the deal might be it's looking like they're they're starting to just turn over the entire reins over to uh lamar jackson it's time. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe not necessarily for Lamar Jackson right now. He still needs work. But it's definitely time to move on from Joe Flacco. Even before the injury, this team was careening into the earth. Uh, they had lost, uh, I believe, four out of five or four straight prior to the Flacco injury. And so Lamar Jackson has breathed a little bit of life, not only into the Baltimore team, but into their running game, which mm-hmm. has now become one of the better ones. in the. In, and we wanted this to be the case for them. Yep under Flacco because the line was graded so well coming into the year. Uh, but it's really nice to see that with Lamar Jackson. And I think it's the best move. You know, if, if there are rumors and rumblings of Harbaugh maybe being out in Baltimore, this is his best shot to keep that job and keep, you know, inject new life into the squad. Totally agree. All right, Travis, let's get into the exciting part of the show. And that is, we are going to break down all the weekly matchups. We're going to do it into two parts. So we'll do the first half of the games today, and then the second half of the games will come out tomorrow. So without further ado, we are going to get into these Thursday night game. But first, I do want to mention that if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Whisper Nation. We are the Fantasy Whispers. That is Big Travi. I am Johnny Game Time Hicks, and you can catch our show on YouTube, go ahead and hit that bell and subscribe. Just search the Fantasy Whispers. We got a ton of content always coming out. We plan on pushing some content out over the off season as well. So you're always going to want to just have that subscription and that uh, that bell ready, so that way you just get that straight to your phone or your uh, email. Do they email you? I don't know. But yes. We- well, it just depends. Yeah. You'll get emails, you know, letting you know if you comment or if you, if your comment was liked and stuff. So it depends on your settings, your notification settings, Johnny. Yep. All right. And then as well, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can catch our past podcasts on Google Play, 
Apple Apple Podcasts and Stitcher as well as you can check us out in all of our content as well as some of the articles that we put up on the fantasywhispers.com that's a great place and a great source to go if you have any questions that we do not get to on this show all right Travis anything else to add there yeah I got a question for you oh all right I love questions I want to know I what would be one? Of, what's one of your favorite white elephant gifts? Twenty to thirty oh. buck range. Asking for a friend. So, this is and this is kind of what I'm going to do. Just if you want to be like the guy, like you want everyone to be like, fight over your gift. What you do is you you just go down to the local grocery store, right? Do it the night before, and you just go over to that little scratcher machine. Get about $30 worth of scratchers, right? And you just bundle them. You put it in a package, and you sit there, dude. Every single person. What person does not like money or trying to win money, right? That's true. The only... And then, I got to ask you this, though. If that person wins... Oh, yeah, that's the tough part. Are they obligated to give you some of that money? I I mean, what's the threshold? Would they have to win five, ten... 15,000 before they have have to give you a piece Yo, of that. I'm saying like if they win I, this is a, this would be I would say if you win but you know over a, if you win like a thousand bucks I would just say hey like buy me a coffee or something you know buy me a lunch but if they get like five or ten or you know I've even seen someone win literally like well not seen it but I've heard about it on the news <laughs> where someone won like fifty thousand dollars if that happened Oh man, you gotta you gotta be like, hey, throw throw about a grand my way or something, you know. I'm just well, saying. Or, or- I, I, I like it. I mean, when you said grocery store, I was like, man, where's he going? Because somebody just recently told me get him get a, get a pie, get a pie for a get white a, elephant. What? And I really <laughs> thought it was going down that way. That is horrible. Uh, so I've just never heard of that in my life. Although, I tell you what, something right now. I would be one of the guys stealing a pie. I fucking, I love me some pie. Hey, that's not a bad route, but I, okay. I just got a one quick follow up and then we'll jump in here because it it, is it, what is, do you think it's bad to steal your own gift? No. Okay. No, I mean, it's frowned upon by some people, but here's the thing, man, who has more better taste about what you want than you? Exactly. I told you. That's it. You're the number one expert. You are the insider. You are the beat writer for your team. Dude, that is it. Yep. I know. Oh, Big Travi approves. Steal your own <laughs> gift. Do it all day. And when people are complaining to you, you know, when you stole your own beats, you put them on your ears so you don't have to hear them anymore. Boom. Because that that's it, man. That just happened. So, Speaking of lottery tickets, Johnny's over here giving away scratchers and lottery tickets. (laughs) If you drafted or picked up Patrick Mahomes, Johnny, you have won the fantasy lottery. And that's because this dude has only been outside of QB6 once the entire year. So just think about that for a second. Let that sink in. The Chargers go to Arrowhead and play the Chiefs in one of the most exciting games of the year to date, in my opinion. This game is a 56.5 point over under with Kansas City barely favored by a pick'em, just above three and a half. Uh, so three and a half points here, they're favored at home. And I could see this line adjusting based on who's inactive and active tomorrow. So just keep an eye on that. 
Johnny wants to know. He wants to know if the if if Pat Mahomes can lead him to the championship in our <laughs> league of record. Johnny has him in our league of record. We will see. You guys will know based on Johnny's attitude next week. <laughs> yeah. When we have this, when we have this episode. Um, that show that show may or may not be difficult to get through, Travis, depending yeah. on that. But what what I just want to touch on something with Pat Mahomes. This is just amazing. If you if you go back to our pre-ranking shows right you and I had several debates on Deshaun Watson and how good he how good he was last year and and the major stat that I love and I bring it up all the time when I'm judging quarterbacks right and it's and it's points per drop back would you believe that Pat Mahomes right now has a 0.83 points per drop back which is a whopping 9.9 points more than uh, sorry, excuse me, 0.09 points more than any quarterback ever in the hist- in the recent history, I would go back a decade, uh, has put up per drop back. That is just insane. Pat Mahomes is on an unbelievable record. He may or may not break the Peyton Manning 55 touchdown record. Right now, Patrick Mahomes is sitting at 43 touchdowns, uh, just o- uh, over under four touchdowns against the Chargers defense, Travis. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I'm gonna say under. I actually like what can't. I like what. Even though he had him four four last time. Yeah, that was week one. The Chargers defense did not have Joey Bosa. They were not as. Uh, they didn't have. They weren't as stout on defense as they have been over the last few weeks. You know, Kansas City, or I'm sorry, Los Angeles, um, is actually putting the clamps down a little bit on the quarterback position lately. They're in the bottom. Uh, of the league, you know, they're one of those avoidable matchups, obviously not from a Holmes. You're going to start him no matter what he is matchup proof. But if you look on average, the chargers are only allowing 14.8 points on average to the quarterback position. And if you look at actually Mahomes's year, his lowest completion percentage was against these chargers in week one at 55%. Um, you look at Tyree kill being banged up, Spencer Ware likely out um, his, his weapons are starting to slowly diminish around him. But I will say this: He doesn't seem to care. He's doing no look passes. Oh, uh, he's continuing so to be. He's continuing to be the man. But we know that if you have Tyree Kill, you're starting him. Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Philip Rivers is within our top five this week because of the matchup. Melvin Gordon, though, and these actually, I want to start with the Kansas City running backs. Spencer Ware out. Damian Williams actually got two scoring looks last week, even with. Spencer Ware in the game for part of that game. Uh, I like Damian Williams to fill in as RB two value here. Uh, it's a, it's not a, it's not a great matchup, but it's not a terrible one. And if he's the only guy, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, on that offense, Damian Williams is a guy from my backyard, and he used to be, a, he used to be a Cardinals, he used to be an Arizona oh. Cardinal uh, running back. He filled in. I remember I was literally at the very first game where he started and played and nobody knew. Like literally we had to open our little pamphlet that they give you in the beginning of the game that you never look at and we actually went we're like who is this guy cuz he was tearing it up. He got 100 yards from scrimmage that very first game uh and looked good and he looked good last week. So I definitely do think uh you fire up Williams in this uh in this game. 
they are a little bit more susceptible to the run. The Chargers are a little bit more susceptible to the run as opposed to the pass that you were just talking about. So I am super confident in Williams. A little bummed for the Spencer Ware owners as well. I am a Spencer Ware owner, so I'm a little bit bummed here that I can't play him. Uh, yeah, but Travis, sure. uh, on the other side of the ball, we're looking at Melvin Gordon, who we talked about is banged up. He's had a, a uh, sprained MCL the last few weeks, and he has not played. And uh, now we got news that Austin Eckler is out. So the only guy standing is is uh, Jackson in that backfield. You're starting him with confidence, right? If If Melvin Gordon can't go in this game? Yeah, I mean, there's... Literally, there's not many running backs unless you have an, another elite one, which you likely don't because if you drafted Melvin, you didn't draft these other guys. Um, that I'm, you know, listen, even in the last game where he was banged up, similar knee issue, not as, you know, not as severe, but he was banged up against the Cardinals coming in. Yeah. He plays in that game, has a monster touchdown, has two touchdowns in that game, and then gets hurt. He has done this. He has been hurt and come back and done big things. I'm not worried about it. And honestly, here's the deal, Johnny. If you had a Mel, if you had Melvin Gordon and you said, you know what, I'm going to roll the dice on a Josh Adams or I'm going to roll the dice on a Chris Carson. Maybe not a Chris Carson because you, you're going to try and start both. But if you're if you got these guys and you're like, do I start Melvin Gordon or these guys? How are you going to feel if Melvin Gordon's sitting on your bench in a 56 and a half point over under and Melvin Gordon scores twice? And yeah. you lose and don't go to the fantasy championships because of it. You, we are in the playoffs. You play your studs and you do it. Right. And you live with the results. Uh, yeah, I agree. Well, maybe not the Chris Carson uh, because I really like the Chris Carson matchup. Um, but Matchup's for the, great. But for I, the I most mean, part. For the yeah, most part, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. There are, there, Melvin it's Gordon. pretty much top five guys for me that I'm you know going to start over Melvin Gordon. And I think in that situation, you're not going to have right. Melvin Gordon or those guys. All right, and then we got Keenan Allen. You're you're going to start him. He has been on a tear lately. He is a top seven wide receiver since week eight, and he's had many a weeks uh, upon the top spot there. So Keenan so Allen. Since their bye week in week nine, he's had a touchdown in five straight games. Yeah, he's. So he leads all wide receivers in targets, 66, and catches 47. So in those six games, he's just been on fire. Um, and, you know, in PP, especially in PPR formats, Oof. we've got him as our number one wide receiver in PPR formats. The dude is unreal. Yep. We knew this was a possibility. It's exactly what he did last year. He came out hot at the end of the year, and he's going to win people fantasy championships, or he's going to at least have them make noise because of his efforts. And in this game, of course, you're starting him. Let's move on. I don't think there's any much else to touch on in this one. No. Um, so let's move on to the next game. We've got Houston traveling to the New York Jets. Uh, it's a 42 and a half point over under with Houston favored by six. So Vegas not seeing a lot of points on the board there for the Jets. How confident, Johnny, are you starting in Deshaun Watson? He's only been a QB six or better just three times this season. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not very confident at all. You like the matchup, of course, but... Again, he's had coming into the season, Travis, he had one of the easiest quarterback schedules of anybody, and yet he has failed to, 
look, you know, and, and perform like he did last year. I will give it his offensive line has been super banged up. But I thought that would translate into a little bit more rushing attempts. However, it's not really been there. Um, it seems at, like he's buttoned up that rushing since that Dallas game where he was taking those massive yeah. shots on prime time. And it's 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 kind of affecting his bottom line as far as fantasy is concerned, uh, his fantasy points. So, yeah, I would tend to agree with you. Listen, I, I own a, a few shares of, you know, Deshaun Watson across many leagues. And I've picked up as, you know, with him and Cam Newton, who I'm kind of concerned on. We'll get into yeah. that as well. I've picked up Dak Prescott yeah. as a nice backup insurance policy. I know we tend to not say, you know, we tend to urge you against bringing on headaches as you're going into your playoffs. But this is one that I want to have the decision on Sunday or come Saturday. Who do I start? Yeah, Deshaun that's... Watson or Dak Prescott? And I think there is a case to be made for Dak Prescott. He's heating up. The Amari Cooper trade has, you know, made him... And I, I think I would start him in this situation. You look at the weather for this game, Johnny, the low over under the weather for this game, the fact that Houston should control this game, which means there's not a lot of game script for Watson there. Right. I, I kind of want to fade Watson if I if I have a really good other option. And I think and Travis, that's the other big note is that this game, this Houston and New York Jets game is on Saturday. So right. this is a decision that you're going to have to make. And if you make that decision, it's got to be made on Saturday morning because that's when this game is played. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you there. Um, you're going to start DeAndre Hopkins. Although, Travis, we've seen a little bit of a dip from DeAndre Hopkins in the last few weeks. Uh, he has not uh, been one of those top wide receivers that he is. he had been in the beginning of the season. The talent is still there. It's just DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, is uh, affected by Deshaun Watson. All no, right. Um, um, no, I, but I think the you know the DeAndre Hopkins is is more in line with the Deshaun Watson thing. Yeah. They are getting in more games where their defense is controlling it, which means they can rely on the run game, which means they don't need these massive outputs from DeAndre Hopkins. You still have to roll him out there. He's still a guy that got you here. He's still a guy that has a you know if he gets 15 targets and scores 100 yards and a touchdown, are you going to be surprised? No, no, so not that, at I mean, all. You, you have you can't live with that on your bench, but just temper right. expectations and maybe try to gamble in other areas if you can in your flex. Maybe you're going for upside now because of this situation. Uh, right. That's what I would say in that situation. So um, Lamar Miller did get a little bit banged up in the last game. Uh, so monitor his situation moving forward. Um, Alfred Blue is there. They have also um, they have. have you're still there. Um, Dante Foreman. Yeah, Dante Foreman. They they still have they, they put him on the active roster. So that'll be an interesting situation there. Um, but Lamar Miller, other if he can go, are you, you're starting him in your flex, Travis? Yeah, I mean okay. flex uh, RB two with some upside, especially okay. in a game where they're favored by by more than almost uh, by almost a touchdown. Yeah, that means they should control this game. Volume alone should make Miller a good guy. And if you look you know, at what the Jets have given up to the running back position. It's on average 23.7 per game um, in standard format. So I'll take that, you know, especially right now with the running back landscape the way it is. It's really taken some hits over the last few weeks. All right. And then uh, we talked about it in the news and notes. Uh, Isaiah Crowell was spotted in a walking boot. So uh, Elijah McGuire definitely becomes an interesting 
play here if you are in a if you are really needing a running back, Travis. You don't necessarily like the matchup. Houston is one of the top rated uh, run defenses in the league. However, you know he should get a lot of volume here. He should get about twenty touches, and in a game where that's where we look for touches, uh, or that's where we you know base our fantasy stats off of. It's always nice to get a guy who is getting twenty touches. So uh, he becomes a nice flex play for me. Travis, do you see him with a higher upside than than a flex? I don't only because the point total here the rain that could happen it could be a very messy game with not a lot of scoring opportunities for the jets yeah um but i will say this he's a receiving maven they know he can catch the ball he was going to challenge by powell for his roster spot if he hadn't got it hurt Mm -hmm. so for me uh his floor should stay nice and and pretty you know good so he's got that flex like if you need a safe option for your rb2 desperation rb2 or flex uh, Elijah McGuire is looking good if Isaiah Crowell can't go. All right. We're going to, I don't think there's anybody else to talk about on that game. So we're going to move on to the Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. This is a 44 and a half point over under Denver is favored by three Travis Yep. Baker Mayfield. We're going to start out of this and I know I'm a, you're going to make fun of me. Like you always do because I'm a huge Baker fan, but he has truly been when you look at the scope of the rookie quarterbacks there, he definitely deserved to go. Number one, he is showing it that he is true quarterback in this NFL. All the rest of the rookie quarterbacks are looking a little shaky, um, but Baker Mayfield is not. He is definitely going to be a quarterback for Cleveland for a long time. Uh, But in this game, Travis, are you going to trust Baker Mayfield against Denver in Denver who has who has shown that they've actually kind of turned the ship a little bit uh, on their defensive side, and they become a, a pretty good play there in, uh, from a defense standpoint. Yeah, but they've had hits to their secondary, and so if you look at them, what's happened since Denver's Week Ten by, they've actually been the worst in the league at allowing three hundred thirty-five point eight passing yards per game. And so while I get the narrative that's, you know, happening right now is that it's in Denver and it's Bradley Chubb and it's Vaughn Miller. And I get all that, uh, but they have been gouged by, you know, by quarterbacks over this stretch, you know, since, Mm -hmm. since week 10 and Baker just, you know, like that pass, that 55 yarder to Jarvis Landry, that was a thing of beauty. It was double coverage and he just snuck it right in there. Um, that's where he was getting those comparisons to a breeze or a farve. I don't think he's on that same level. Don't get me wrong, but I think those are the magical throws that help that narrative out. And so, um, I'm not going to sit here and ooh and ah over Baker Mayfield. You do that quite enough for our podcast. <laughs> um, I will say that I'm not as, I'm not as scared. And so am I going to start him over Deshaun Watson, which is an interesting question. What we, you know, based on what we were talking about the last game, probably not but I don't think it's very close or I don't think it's very far away is what I'm saying. And that's just a gut feeling. That's just a person, personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Baker Mayfield's, uh, you know, especially with what Denver's been doing. All right. Uh, you're going to fire up Chubb no matter what, but this is a tough uh, matchup. So do temper your expectations. Denver is the number one against the run. So just, just know that, but you're going to start Chubb. Uh, are you okay starting Jarvis Landry, Mr. Blessum? He had a monster game last week. 
uh, had two touchdowns, um, had over 100 yards receiving, or sorry, just under 100 yards receiving, uh, almost threw for another touchdown, and this makes it two solid games. The week before, he had over 100 yards in that game. Are you comfortable starting Mr. Blessum, Jarvis Landry? Yeah, you look at the, you know, we mentioned the Broncos losing Chris Harris. They've also lost uh, Isaac Yedem to injury in back-to-back weeks here. So that, you know, what that means for me is Jarvis Landry is, you know, he's getting his groove back in this offense, especially he added, you know, 54 rushing yards last week. So they're doing new things, new wrinkles to get him involved. Do I think you can count on 54 rushing yards every week? No, but I think that there are situations, you know, where um, they're going to try and be creative with Jarvis Landry. He's definitely one of their best weapons. So, yeah, I'm okay with starting Jarvis Landry. All right. Uh, the tight end position is a position that can be taken advantage of the Denver defense. But David Njoku has had a couple of quiet games, Travis. Are you how do you feel about the you know the tight end landscape? We've talked about it all season. It's it's crummy, it's crappy. Uh, probably don't have a better option than David Njoku. Uh, but what's your confidence level of starting a guy like David Njoku? I don't know that I 35 or fewer yards in his four of his past six games, Johnny. So struggle. for me, it's struggle just, bus. It, yeah, he's only getting about four targets a game um, over his last five. For me, it's a little bit tough. And uh, honestly, I'm going to pick, I'm going to throw it a little bit back at you. David and Joku are a guy like Ian Thomas, who is now seeing the yardage and the usage, especially with cam banged up. And this one's really, really tough because, and I know what a lot of people are going to say. They're going to say, oh, wait, Cameron Brait just scored two touchdowns against the Saints defense last week. But beef, I mean, those were, he had two catches for 12 yards and they both went for touchdowns. It was kind of fluky. Uh, this Saints defense is actually really good against the tight end position. They were second best uh, coming into last week uh, at the tight end position. So this is a lot closer than one would think, but I would tend to go with uh, with Ian Thomas just because he has the bigger upside to me. Uh, David Njoku, like we said, we haven't seen it. It seems to kind of be like it's either David Njoku or Jarvis Landry. Uh, it's right. one of those two, and they both can't feast. So uh, it's a, it's kind of a toss-up yeah. there. As good as Baker has been in moments against attackable defenses, he hasn't been a guy that's going to get a bunch of different we- weapons sustained. Right. Um, it's, he's going to focus on a guy for that game based on what the defense is giving him. Do I think that earlier in the year it was tight end for Denver? Yes, I do. And they did just get recently torched by our man, George Kittle. But Kittle versus Najoku, no offense to Najoku, Kittle is on another level right Right. now with his route running and his speed. So, yeah, I I would tend to agree with you. Cortland Sutton is a guy on Denver's side of the ball, Johnny, that I'm just a little concerned about. We thought that the trade for Demarius Thomas and then the injury of Emmanuel Sanders was going to really propel this star uh, you know, in Cortland Sutton and make him a guy. He seems to be just a guy right now and just a guy that's on this roster. And now he's battling a uh, thigh issue. So Johnny, what's your confidence level in Cortland Sutton in this week? I don't have very much confidence at all. Travis um, Cleveland actually has a decent defense. And um, so I, 
Cortland Sutton hasn't really shown what we thought he was going to show, right? He's got the tangibles to be an awesome wide receiver, possibly even an elite wide receiver. However, it's he's just not been putting it together, and I don't think Case Keenum is the quarterback for him in order to do that. Um, you know, a lot of things have been coming into question this this week. Actually, his quarterback or his coach has called him out and said, hey, you don't gamble enough by throwing it downfield. Uh, so that does concern me. I do not have confidence in starting Sutton, uh, nor do I want to start Sutton. And if you're playing at this point, uh, you're in the semifinals to get into the championship. And I think that there are better options out there than Gordon Sutton. But on the other side, Travis, so, you know, I we're not confident in Cortland Sutton, but are, do you have any interest in, in uh, Deshaun Hamilton, who's gobbled up targets last week, seems to be a little bit more taking more of that Emmanuel Sanders role ever since Emmanuel Sanders went down with the Achilles injury? Do you have any interest with him? No, and here's the deal. If I'm going to start one of the guys, it's going to be Sutton just based on his ability to go deep and his, his red zone prowess that I think that he'll have. Uh, I don't want to take the chance on Hamilton here. And that's basically because, you know, you look at Case Keenum. I mean, he, that dude hasn't cleared 205 passing yards in a game since week nine. Yeah. So he's really a guy that you're like, uh, I don't think Keenum can get it done to support two guys. If he's going to support one, are you going to know which guy it is? No. Yeah, and no, I think you're if you're going to have to take a shot, it's Cortland Sutton. The talent's there. The number one status is there. Um, so for me, uh, if you have to swing, it's on Cortland Sutton, but I would be looking elsewhere uh, if you had to. So right. moving on to our next game, Johnny. Well, I just want to, oh, sorry, sorry. We, uh, Philip Lindsay is a must start. He's oh, yeah, been he's on been an absolute start. monster. Yeah. And then uh, Royce Don't Freeman. Don't gloss over your guys, you know, out there, Whisper Nation. But <laughs> Philip Lindsay, if, you, if you're asking me any more, if you should bench or start him, you better be in like an eight or 10 team league where you have, four other running backs. I hope Philip Lindsay, this is just, this is a true statement uh, for Philip Lindsay. I hope he is not the uh, Peyton Hillis of this season where he just comes out of nowhere. He lights up the league. And then the next season he's, he's going to be drafted high next season. He, he's going to be. Dude looks uh, so much more athletically gifted. Than oh, Peyton Hillis uh, oh I, I, I agree. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, if you have Royce Freeman in that backfield and yeah, so that's an interesting, things can that's an bad. interesting thing. Uh, we might see Denver look to move Royce Freeman or Lindsay, oh. probably not Lindsay, but Royce Freeman. Um, just because Lindsay's been so good, man. Oh, he's so efficient. And he's he's the hometown guy for Denver. You know they love their their people up there. Look at Den, you know they've got John Elway in the booth. You know being the GM up there for him. Lindsay called Terrell Davis, got his number. Yeah, he is from Denver. He's from their Broncos Stars program. Um, he, I, I just don't see him going anywhere. Right. And I mean, that's, soon. that's what the NFL is about, right? It's giving opportunities to everybody. And then these no name guys, uh, you know, uh, uh, I just forgot his name. Uh, yeah, he's no name. Yeah. No name. Lindsay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, uh, came, he was, he was for the Houston Texans a few years ago. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name running back one for several years. Arian Foster. Arian Foster. Thank you. I could not think of his name to save my life. Yeah, another anyway, undrafted but, guy that yeah. killed it. 
Yeah, same same kind of thing. You yeah. as fantasy fans, we love that as well. All right, we're gonna yeah. move on to the next game, and that is the Miami Dolphins at the Minnesota Vikings. Travis, this is a forty-four point over/under, relatively low. Minnesota is favored by a whopping nine point five, though, and this comes after Minnesota has fired their offensive coordinator John D. Filippo. Which is a little bit of a surprise that they're going John to got D Filippo'd off the team, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and like this late in the season, like that's I, insane. I don't. I know. can't help but as a Packer fan, I can't help but giggle a bit. Uh, Minnesota just botching. They were Super Bowl favorites, Johnny. Oh, I know. Oh, they for were, sure. They signed Kirk Cousins. They were they were have a good defense. On, yeah, they were one of the odds-on favorites. So as a Packer fan, I'm, you know, snickering just a little bit, but it's kind of sad to watch a little bit. You paid Kirk Cousins $84 million guaranteed, and right now you fired the guy because he wanted Kirk Cousins. This is exactly what we talked about, though, Johnny. In our preseason breakdown of Kirk Cousins was Zimmerman loves to not throw it. Oh, I know. He was in the bottom of the league in pass attempts for his entire stretch run as head coach of the Vikings. Okay. So 22nd, 25th, 26th in the league in pass attempts. And then you look at the other side at Kirk Cousins, and few quarterbacks were throwing for more yards per year than Kirk Cousins in Washington. So something had to give here, and it looks like it's Kirk Cousins' style of play because they, they want to get back to running the ball. I'll tell you something. Here's a little insider secret, Johnny. They don't have the line to run. Or yeah, else they'd have been doing it already. Exactly. And if if the coach were actually watching the game, he would notice that because every <laughs> time Dalvin Cook got the ball, he was immediately hit in the backfield. So, so I have a good friend that's a Viking fan. She comes in and tells me, "Hey, they fired De Filippo. Really wish they would have fired Zimmerman." Oh, that was the that was the sentiment I got. I don't know if that's shared by a lot of Vikings fans, but here's the thing: when you sign a guy to eighty four million. You better marry him with a good offensive mind, which they thought they did with Filippo. Right. And yet it's not working out. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the offseason with Minnesota, here's especially if they miss the playoffs. Well, here's what's crazy about it, too, Travis, is that they are Kirk Cousins actually having a better year than he had last year. And yet they're going to it's just it's everyone so inflated that you know everyone's throwing for so many more yards and this and that yeah, that's and true. and so it's like oh well Kirk Cousins is no longer viewed as what he was before because everyone else is doing it so they instantly fired their offensive coordinator which I think I agree with you and I agree with your friend that was not the right thing to do uh I it, so but with that said, there are a lot of rumors uh, switching it back, huh? Yeah, uh, camera there, two. <laughs> there are a lot of rumors, Travis, that uh, they want to get the ball more to Dalvin Cook. I don't think it's going to produce a lot more uh, yardage, uh, giving him a, a few more carries. Uh, but there should be an uptick for Dalvin Cook in touches. So if you're a Dalvin Cook owner and you are somehow still fighting and still in it want number one congratulations because you deserve every single thing that you are get coming your way for making this far without having Dalvin cook considering he was either a first or second rounder for you but uh it should start to pay off a little bit more as he gets a, a little bit more volume there in that offense uh travis are you starting uh we were just talking about it are you are you starting captain kirk uh, he has only I been. No, I, I don't think I am. And it just depends on what. You... But some of the guys we mentioned before, like Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, those are guys I'm starting above Kirk Cousins. And I'm doing it with confidence because he just has not shown an ability 
you know, um, to, to be consistent enough, especially now with the change. I don't think they're going to want to throw. I think they're going to want to manage this game, play to the defense, which means a lot of cook. I think you can still start Thielen and Diggs because of their talent and their ability to maybe get a touchdown uh, and yardage. But, God, I mean, Kirk Cousins, don't I don't want any part of that with my fantasy season on the line right now. I agree. All right. Uh, you're going to start Diggs and, the- and Adam Thielen uh, this week. Mantra Adam Thielen, he was a little bit banged up towards the end of that game last week, but he should give it a go. He said he was he was okay. Uh, are you you're benching Kyle Rudolph right? There's he had one well, reception. Well, it just depends. Uh, for us, we've got him ranked as number eleven in our rankings, and I think he's borderline a start here. And that's because if they are going to tailor back to the run game, I think it could be short over 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 the middle stuff. And he's got just a, as much touchdown upside in a game that's controlled by the run as the wide receivers do. And maybe not Thielen. I think Thielen's got a little bit more. But I think, you know, like we've talked about tight end all the time, you could do a lot worse than Kyle Rudolph. Um, I'm, ta- I'm taking Kyle Rudolph over a guy like, um, you know, maybe uh, a guy like uh, Chris Herndon or, yeah. you know, some of these guys that are down in that area. All right. On the other side of the ball, there's not much to talk about here, but we got uh, Ryan Tannehill. He was the QB four last week coming back. Are you? No? Okay. Yeah, we'll move on. I, I well, agree I mean, with that how, as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just like – this is this has been the case. I think he has big weeks when they end the game on a crazy play, which they tend to do this year. That's Miami style. They ended on some trickeration at the end of the game. Like, here's the deal. If Miami is down and you have one play left against him, you better figure out, like, not to put Gronk in the back. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, either way, um, I Kenny Stills is the is the next question for me, Johnny. Do you have any trust in Kenny Stills this week? Uh, if that if Minnesota was, defense is still legit. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't have any any confidence in Kenny Stills. I I don't even think he's worth a stash, to be honest with you, because you're. This is so late in the season. Maybe if we're talking yeah. week three, I would be interested, but not right now. We kind of know what the Dolphins are, and and they're streaky week to week, and you can never predict a, who's going to get the ball or where it's going to go or or who's going to score. Uh, but with that said. Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore have been the most productive parts of this offense all season. But do you feel confident starting either one of these? You don't really know which one it's going to be from week to week. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you have Brandon Bolden coming and taking the lion's share of these carries last week. And, you know, was it because he was playing his old team, a revenge game? I don't know, but... All I got to say is, like, get triggered, you know? (laughs) I have more confidence in porta-potty toilet paper than I do (laughs) either of the running backs for Miami. And if you have to start one of these guys, if you got a gun to my head, for me it's Drake. In a game that they're going to be down, they're going to have to throw it to be a part of it. I think his floor stays a little bit higher. I know the argument is that Minnesota is susceptible against the run and Gore is getting more look on the ground. But once again, Minnesota favored by nine and a half this game. They should roll over Miami, uh, and they should control the game. I think that puts Ryan Tannehill in a situation where he's going to have to dump off a lot, and who else to do that to than the guy that just won the game for them in Kenyon Drake. All right. We're going to move on to the next game here, and that is the Oakland Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals, Travis. Oh, 
The game of the America's game of the week. <laughs> America's game. A lot of exciting, a lot of fantasy matchups rely on this game. All right, Travis. This is a forty-six point <laughs> five over under. Cincinnati is favored by three. I would uh, like to see the stats of the ratings for this game and how much of it is just because of fantasy football. Oh, like, it's, it's got to be close to a hundred percent. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we can go pretty quickly through this yeah, game. I think my Joe... first note here was, do we need to talk about this game? Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I tend to agree with that. Uh, we'll just Joe Mixon as a start. Um, Uzama is a very interesting piece to me. If you need a tight end, uh, you could do a lot worse than CJ Uzama. Um, on the other side of the ball for Oakland Raiders, uh, the only question I have a question for you, Travis, and that's, uh, yeah, are you playing? Hold hold on. Before we just skim over Cincinnati, because we know Joe Mixon's a start. I want to talk about Tyler Boyd. Oh, okay. Because honestly, this is a big headache for not only me in a couple leagues, but a lot of the whisper nation wants to know, what do we do with Tyler Boyd? He was a bust for us via Instagram. We, you know, we talked about it. He, he did not get up there. Can he bounce back in this game? Oakland is a great matchup. You know, you look at what Oakland is giving up to the wide receiver, and it's, you know, it's towards the bottom of the league, 33.8 points per game to the wide receiver. Uh, Can you start Tyler Boyd in, in a flex capacity in standard leagues? I think in a flex, you you can. Uh, I don't think he has a major high upside that he had with Andy Dalton, uh, but he's going to get you solid, uh, I think, a solid amount of, of production. Uh, you might not have – well, actually, I, I would say you probably do have a better option on your bench uh, than, than playing him because he was a waiver wire guy. Uh, I, but I, yeah, again, I don't have a, a lot of confidence in playing him after what I've seen the last two weeks, uh, that it just, it just doesn't look, doesn't look Portland good. Sutton or Tyler Boyd. I, I, in that case, I'm going Tyler Boyd because he doesn't Kenny have holiday. Oh, Kenny G Kenny G for sure. Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman, DJ Moore. That's a tough one because they're. Ooh, uh, that should be. A, they're gonna have to throw a lot. I'm gonna go DJ Moore on that one over. I think that Cincinnati gets up in this game and they run it more with Joe Mixon. I think that that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, I would. I would go DJ Moore. All right, so then on the Oakland Raiders side of the ball, you have Doug Martin or Jalen Richard. If you're going to play either one of these, Doug Martin has been decent for you. He's been solid, so I wouldn't mind starting Doug Martin as a flex. Jalen Richard only in PPR leagues would I give him a consideration to start. Uh, and the only other pass option that I'm starting would be for Oakland would be Jared Cook. He's been a very solid tight end for you, especially over the last four weeks. He has been awesome. And uh, so Jared Cook is definitely a very nice play here if you're uh, if you're looking at the tight end position. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us here at the Fantasy Whispers. Thank, uh, we hope that you enjoyed the show. We will be coming out with a part two where we go over the rest of week four and week 15's matchups. Again, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast on Google Play, 
Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. You can also check out our videos on YouTube. Just hit the subscribe with the little bell, and you'll get a notification anytime we put out new videos and new content, as well as check out thefantasywhispers.com where you can get our latest rankings, uh, our sits and starts, as well as uh, some articles that we post throughout the week. All right, as well as please ask us or email us questions. Check us out on Twitter. And as always, hit us up on Instagram. That is our jam. That is our bread and butter. We are always on there answering your guys' questions. Please check out our show live on Instagram on Sundays where we will go over the latest news and notes and get you ready for that championship weekend matchup. So hit us up on Instagram. All right. Like I said, that was Big Travi. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks. We're the Fantasy Whispers. And until next time, we're out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whispers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whispers.